What's up, everybody? This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast, and I'm Joe Longo. Each week, I get together with some of the most inspiring and creative people to share their stories of success and failures in the hopes that it inspires you to get out into the world and start doing what it is that you love. This week, I'm talking with Osayo Sunday, the owner and co-founder of Fit Academy and Brewery Town and soon-to-be Rittenhouse. We have a great conversation about how we first met. I literally leaned out of my car window and said, hey, man, I want to take your picture. And I gave him a business card. We chat about that. It's just one of those things, you know, that sometimes you, you have to lean out of your car and just say, hey, man. I want to take your picture. And from there, we set up a meeting at, at Osai's gym. And at the end of the meeting, I ended up joining Fit Academy. And that was early June. And it has been amazing. I absolutely love it. I haven't moved my body this way in probably 20 plus years from the time I stopped playing college football. And it's been amazing. It's really, really enjoyable. And it's, it's added this new dimension to my yoga practice and to my yoga teaching. We actually talk about that as well in the episode. So kick back, grab a coffee, enjoy my conversation with Osai. He really is an amazing, inspiring young man and entrepreneur. He breaks down the process of having a regular full-time job and slowly transitioning out of that job when the time was right. Unlike myself, I just quit my job without a plan, without really knowing what I was going to do. So I always enjoy having conversations with people that actually took the time to develop their business, to develop their plan, and then take that step to leave the full-time job to pursue your dreams and your passions. So there's a lot of great information in this episode. Kick back enjoy it if you want to start working out again if you're like me and took 20 years off and you want to get back into it i highly suggest checking out fit academy and if you're not in the brewery town area and you're more center city be on the lookout for their rittenhouse studio that will be opening early 2019 it really is an amazing community amazing group of trainers and i i promise you you will see results now before we jump into the episode really quick some things that are going on every tuesdays and thursdays at 12 15 i teach a kundalini yoga class at yoga brain in east falls if you've ever been thinking about trying kundalini yoga but you're a little unsure I invite you to come to my class. Send me a direct message, send me an email, and just say, hey, Joe, I want to come give this a try. And you can totally be my guest. Come come give it a shot. I promise you will see results with Kundalini Yoga as well. And, 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 since we are moving into the holiday season, next week is Thanksgiving, I will be doing a 50% off sale. I do this every year from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. I believe this year I have six or seven 50% off sessions happening. And these sessions could be yoga, fitness, headshots, portraits, engagement shots, family shots, really whatever you want outside of commercial type photography. Be on the lookout for that. Follow all my socials at Jolongo Photography. Or you can sign up for my newsletter and be the first to know when the sale drops. Head over to my website, jolongophotography.com, and sign up for the newsletter. 
now I am done with my spiel and my sales. Kick back, enjoy this episode with Osai, and seriously, if you want to get back into moving your body in this kind of way, I highly suggest checking out Fit Academy. You won't be sorry, and you can thank me later. Now I'm really done. Now I will shut up, and we will move into the episode. What's going on, guys? There you go. All right. Today I am at Fit Academy with Osai. Osunde. Osunde. Yeah, there it is. Okay. There it is. I am the worst with names. It's all good. My uh, my name's been butchered since I was born. I'm so sure. How how was that growing up with that? Uh, Nigerian name. You know, it's. I got made fun of actually. I was uh I was kind of the joke of the, not the joke but the one that people used to get picked on. Um, until eighth grade, and I grew four inches and got some musculature, and then it turned around and people stopped picking on me. But yeah, you know, it's being a uh, first generation immigrant here in the United States, it's an unusual type of name for people whose most names are John, Tommy, Joe. Chris, or Joe, <laughs> or Mary, Elizabeth, Ann, and Lauren. But, uh, you know, it's, it's one that you know, I take pride in, means, means uh, the one that God created uh, in Nigerian. Uh, in the Nigerian dialect, <clears throat> or God created me well, or God's mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, that's so. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania. Bloomsburg, yes. Bloomsburg, we've Bloomsburg, got that in common. How, uh, how did you enjoy Northeast PA? <laughs> you know, honestly, it was great. It was great. Um, you know, it's a big part of who I am, um, and uh, a big part of my family, and, and you know, it's, it's a significant piece of why I am who I am today. So mm-hmm. I actually really loved it, you know. One of the things that um, some people some people don't realize is that we had a great community that we were at. We had great friends. Uh, those, those friends that I had when I was a kid are still my best friends today. So we had a great support system through our community as well as athletics that, you know, I was going to a good school. I was, you know, honor society, so can't complain about my, my, my childhood at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved growing up there it was a really a lot of fun um, and it, I think it, it uh, and on last week's episode talking with Tom because he's also from up there like it, it makes it gives you a different kind of toughness I think just dealing with that coal region area yeah, yeah. It, I mean it's definitely it was there was definitely adversity without a doubt I mean I didn't like growing up wasn't easy mm-hmm. you know I mean being one of the only black families in 99.9% white Bloomsburg, right. um, you know, had its challenges, you know, racism is a daily part of, of, our, of our lives there, still is today, it just is what it is, um, and you know, we were, we were, we went through some pretty hard, big hardships, right, losing my dad when I was 10 years old, and you know, having my mom be just one of um, the single parent <clears throat> with four kids, mm-hmm. four black kids, <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't easy. There was sometimes it was extremely, extremely hard. But you know, like I said, it made me who I am today. The, the adversity, the resilience, um, the education, everything. And did you? I'm always curious. Play sports from like from the time you came out of the womb, or did you wait until later in life? Yes, yeah, so I'm the youngest of four, so I had. You know, these big other, big brothers uh, to really kind of lead the way. And I was that kid kind of like looking like, ooh, can I play? Can I play? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to learn from them and, 
and emulate the kind of skill sets they had and kind of make it my own. But yeah, you know, I kind of grew up did playing playing sports. You know, first passion was definitely football. Uh, started when I was you know in midget football, right? Mm-hmm. So what, eight nine years old, running around, bumping into other kids, and then uh, always played soccer. Actually, started with soccer. Started with soccer because soccer is a big Nigerian sport. Mm-hmm. Um, did AYSL. I remember my oldest brother actually taught my team, and that was cool back then. Um, and then played all sports, played every single sport growing up, mm-hmm. minus swimming. I don't know if you know about black folk, but we ain't too good of swimmers, <laughs> especially with the kind of muscle density that I have. I'm not a strong swimmer either. <laughs> I'm convinced I drowned in a past life. Yeah, um, yeah I held off an old neighbor that probably wasn't old at the time. But I was probably like six, said something about like playing all of those like midget sports and things like that. And he was like, you burn yourself out. And by the time you're like grown up and actually playing, you don't want to play anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember not, I played basketball when I was like in elementary school and I quit. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. And then in junior high, I started playing football. But I always played like pickup games with, I'm the youngest of six. So I would play pickup games. You later, don't you? Yeah, yeah. My parents <laughs> made a small army. Um, and I would play pickup games with all my older brothers and just, you know, have a blast. And I have always been, I, I, I consider myself tiny, but I was like really tiny as a kid, like really short. Mm. And, but it was so much fun because, you know, I was younger and I would just kind of, quick and just kind of jet around and then I started playing when I was in junior high and high school and it was a blast and I think I enjoyed it more because I didn't play organized sports when I was younger but I also didn't know anything either right. about like sports you said you were a linebacker right yeah and what's up what's up linebacker, no, I was right? linebacker too. yes I, I was I was looking today <laughs> um but notice the difference in our size for being for being linebackers um, I always wanted to be like a safety though. When I was at Mansfield, they were gonna put me in safety, yeah. just to really fly around. But I only stayed one season. Okay. And then I failed a photography class and went to <laughs> art school. How about that? Um, but it was a great experience, college football. But I rem- the first game I played, I remember, you know, because the linebackers are like the captains were on the with the quarterback. And I remember, I forget who we were playing. It was the first game of the season. I'm standing in the huddle and I'm telling everyone to play and our strong safety looked at me and I was like, you know they're all laughing at us because of you. Mm. And I'm like, dude, really? Like we're about to start like the first game, my first college game of my career and you're literally telling me that the other team is laughing at us because I'm, I'm, I'm short, because I'm tiny. Like I'll show you, fucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a great, it was a great year, great time. And then, you know, I found this, the, my coach put me in a photography class and I fell in love with it. Um, and then I'm like, I'm five, seven, five, eight, if I'm lucky. I'm nothing is In yeah. college? Yeah. How did all of a sudden did you get to six foot? I'm not six foot. How tall are you? Like five, eight. Yeah, five, eight. I sure am. I'm, you must be like heels or something. I'm a t- <laughs> It's these Lulu pants make me look taller. Um, yeah, but it was it, it made for an interesting. So, so you experienced burnout? Uh, not burnout. I was just like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be a professional athlete. Right. You know, I yeah. knew that. I'm like, I'm just going to beat myself up, and I really did just run around like a madman. 
you know? So it was like, I made up for my size with the craziness. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just gonna hurt myself. There's definitely a place for crazy in football. There's always that one nutcase who like, just has no real sense, but he's, he's fucking crazy. And somehow, he managed to get on the field and make plays. Mm -hmm. I think that was you. Yeah, you just run around. And I remember my coaches would always be like, because every once in a while they would throw me on outside and I would always over-penetrate. And my coaches would be like, seriously, stop. I'm like, I know, I know, but I can't because I'm just too, you know, would be too fired up. Did you have like ADD or something growing up? I probably, but it was, you know, Eighties, nineties. Everyone's got ADD these days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I think it was just that like pent up energy. It was a great way to release. Because I, outside of working out, then like there definitely I didn't have a yoga practice for sure. You know what I mean. So everything I was doing was really extremely physical. So then to get out and yeah. start hitting people as well. Catharsis. Yeah, it was great. Um, so you went to Villanova. Yeah, uh, that was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. You know, I went to uh, Nova and I graduated um, 2009 and. You know, played football there, right? Actually, mm -hmm. actually came out of high school um, as a running back recruit as well as a defensive end recruit. Mm. Got signed to Villanova on a, a full scholarship um, to do not just football but track as well. Oh, what did you do in track? So I was, I was actually let's let's go back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's um, jump back. <laughs> so I was, I was good at football, right? I mean. A lot of accolades there. Um, I was the best at track. I can't wait to hear what you did. Um, and <laughs> I was actually the best in the nation at track in high school. What you do? What was yeah. your event? I was uh, I threw. I was a thrower, and I, then I did a few relays from a sprint's perspective with the team. But my events were javelin, shot put, and discus. Oh. Yeah. So javelin was my main one, and. Um, I remember when I first picked up the job, I think I was in eighth grade, <clears throat> at this like junior high track event, and I was just like looking around. I wasn't even in the event. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine was like throwing it. And I was like, oh, what's this stick? Let me, let me throw it. He threw it. And he's like, yeah, I'm really good at this. And, you know, check it out. That's how you do it. I was like, all right, let me pick it up. Let me see, let me see what it's about. And threw it. And the coach was like, and the kid was like, <laughs> like great. Great, so, I could need a new event. Yeah, so I mean, I, uh, picked up javelin really fast. Um, and, you know, freshman year was kind of like really kind of figuring out the technique. I think I was just fortunate to have just kind of like raw talent without having too much coaching. And then mm -hmm. as the years progressed, really started to kind of dedicate myself to like the technique, the explosion, um, flight patterns, release, release structures, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Javelin just kind of took off. I ended up winning state states my sophomore year, and then from there, only lost one meet through high school for Javelin. Shot put was cool. Shot put um, threw pretty far. Uh, discus was cool, a little bit less consistent, um, but still threw pretty far when I hit it. Mm -hmm. But Javelin was always something that was popping. You know, I was um, I was throwing pretty. I was throwing like. Something like 210, 215. Um, set the record in Pennsylvania, set the record in the nation at one point. And then uh, won states, won, won pen relays here. Mm -hmm. uh, met Bill Crosby before he got indicted 
before he was, well, actually, I guess during, <laughs> while he was a freak. <laughs> uh, and then won nationals, won the Nike Outdoor All-Americans, and, you know, USA Today All-American, Gatorade All-American, um, All-Consensus All-American. There wasn't one thing I didn't win from the mm-hmm. track perspective by my senior year uh, for javelin. And then, you know, it was, it was awesome. So, back to football. <laughs> I was being recruited in high school for both track and, and football. I had offers uh, basically along the entire East Coast, some West Coast, um, for jab, for track. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, at that time, they weren't really doing one, one event offers. So they wanted someone to like do all three. Mm-hmm. And they're normally doing like half scholarships. So I was looking at like Penn State, looking at BC, UConn, all the big schools. But I wanted to play football because... Mm-hmm. In the end, you ain't gonna make no money throwing a javelin. Doesn't matter how far you throw. Right. right. If you get to the Olympics, that's cool. But um, you know, football is definitely one of those passions that I always had growing up, and it's just fun. It's a different dynamic. It's team based. It's a lot of camaraderie. There's, mm-hmm. you know, winning stuff by yourself is cool. It doesn't matter. Right. Winning with a team is a whole different experience, and it, it just it's something you can have those conversations with your teammates. You know, when you're 40, 50 years old, 60 years old, and say, "Yo, remember that time when you're." As a solo, you know, athlete, you don't have anyone. To, you don't have a shared experience. Right, right. So yeah. I did the long jump um, in track. Uh, I was ninth in the state. Nice. Yes, it was a great experience. Five, but, five foot eight. But, but, ninth yeah, in the state. That's yeah. Impressive. It was. It was a funny. I should have took a picture at the state meet with me and uh, everyone else that was jumping in states. Um, just needless to say, I was the only little white boy. They're jumping in the sand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, oh, well, this is cool. I got a medal, but there really is no one to celebrate with. Or they'd be like, do you remember how I jumped into that sand pit? Yep. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, yeah, I jumped, I jumped really far. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I do wish that I would have jumped in college just because it was. Thanks for a decent track team. It was when, so much when was, fun. Uh, when I was growing up, I'm not sure what it was like when you were growing up, but. Like yeah. 10 years between? I don't really remember. I yeah. just remember being annoyed on that mountain, running in the cold. Mm. Like, why am I doing this? It was this? windy up there, too. Very windy. It was awful. Very I, cold. I actually threw 208 uh, at the Mansfield Invitation in high school. I remember that specifically. From that southwest corner where the bleachers were at, all uh-huh. the way to the. Because then it falls off the little cliff. Yeah. So you, you just threw it all at, right out of the yeah. stadium. Basically. <laughs> it was like end zone to end zone, actually. <laughs> People were like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's the wind. The wind did it. <laughs> right, right. It's so great. And now Mansfield doesn't even have like a real, a real football team. No. Um, so from Villanova, then you you played a little pro ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happened to, to to be okay at Villanova. Um, we ended up winning a championship. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you know, when I say little, it was little. The, the draft came up. Uh, didn't get picked up in the draft. Didn't think I was going to. I had an agent and everything, but. Um, Green Bay was recruiting me pretty hard, and they had an awesome team. Mm-hmm. As that year, they actually won the championship. So went to G- went to Green Bay, uh, went through camp, didn't make the team. You know, got cut. Um, but they also didn't need a linebacker. So it sometimes it doesn't really matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. It matters. It's business. Then it's not college. Right. It's, hey, I have an opening. It's going to cost me X amount of dollars. Who's the best fit for this position? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. And. Um, you know, I thought I played 
the best football I've ever played in my life. I learned more in those, in those you know, uh, during that time than I, I think I've ever learned about the game. <clears throat> and, you know, really did a good job. The coach was like, yo, great job. Unfortunately, right now we can only take uh, uh, a DB, a kicker, and a receiver. And then they won the championships, and they made the right choice. Right. You know, so, uh, I remember like being salty about it for a while, and then, you know, probably like three or four years later, you, you just see it as a great experience. You had a, had my shot, gave him my best, my best uh, show, and um, you know, no regrets. Yeah, just no to regrets. get there, that is, is an amazing experience yeah. and you know, accomplishment. Um, and then after that, when did when did Fit Academy come to man? There come was a bunch life? of stuff. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff after that. How did that. this How did this life happen? So I didn't hang up the football cleats. I played for Team USA. We won the World Championship there. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That was probably another highlight. Um, what is Team USA? What's that all about? So Team USA football uh, was an International Federation of American Football, and just like a regular Olympic team, which it was an Olympic team, um, it's on a four-year schedule and. They put together a team of, you know, some of the top representatives for the United States, both from a senior level, collegiate level uh, standpoint, as well as pro. So you may be playing with like some semi-pros or pro uh, football players, <coughs> or people who were um, outstanding uh, stand standouts in college. Put together this team representing the United States, and it was in Austria. They pick a different location every four years. Uh, the year before that was in Japan and you play against other nations in American style football. And um, you know, they've done a really good job developing that um, with T, Nova. That's the dog barking people. Yeah, Nova's here with us today. I've done, and it was a piece of score. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll just keep working out. Why not? <clears throat> and then a friend of mine and a former teammate started doing like modeling. He's like, yo, you should look into this. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, I. I know Abercrombie modeling. You know what I mean? like, sorry, I'm not, I'm not 17 years old and an 18-inch waist. Like that's not the kind of modeling I do. He's like, no, I do fitness modeling. I was like, well, you know, he's like, you know, uh, commercials, print, and he had this like huge like uh, huge gig with Dicks. And I said, like, man, that'd be dope. Like I've always wanted to be like an Under Armour football dude mm -hmm. or like a Nike dude or something for like the NFL. So I looked into it, got signed, took in and out, got signed uh, with a pretty pretty big agency. And um, you know, between then and now, built like a modeling career. But that was kind of the in-between before I started Fit Academy and I was working corporate because I had my master's in human resources. So uh, I was working corporate at Independence Blue Cross as well as Comcast. And then started Fit Academy um, while I was working at Independence Blue Cross. Just so you did it the right way? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an easy transition, but uh, I think I did it. I think I was at least decently smart about it. I don't know. Well, uh, let's chat about that because I've had some people on that have, have left their, you know, like a corporate job yeah. to start doing what they love. Like I used to be an IT director for DeVry University. Yeah. And I was a photographer, and I quit without a plan. And like there were, I totally didn't do it the right way. So I like to get the, you know, the, the people that have done it. You know, at least I, I guess there was a plan in place. Yes, mine was, mine was very <laughs> intentional. 
Uh-huh. Everything that I do is, 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 is at least, hopefully, sometimes well thought out. <laughs> but, you know, I, was, like I said, I was, I was always working out, and people saw me working out, like, at the steps over at the art museum. Um, just kind of, like, I stay ready for any kind of fitness modeling gig I may get. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, who's this big black dude working out, dreadlocks, flying around at the art museum steps? And people were like, yo, what are you doing? Can I, can I join you? Can you, work, can you work out? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. Um, and then it happened at the gym as well when I was you know, working out at the gym. People saw this you know, former athlete working out, pushing weight, but doing things that were like different, more athlete-driven, more, more dynamic than just pumping mm-hmm. you know, squats out and pumping chest press out. So um, people started asking me for programs and people started asking me to work out with me and they started getting like results. And I was like, this is cool, this is a hobby for me. I just like to stay in shape and you know, hang out with people. And for the most part, you were just doing with them what you were doing for yourself. Yeah, I wasn't. Basically, yeah. I programmed and, and um, worked out the way that I know I like to work out. Mm-hmm. And it got people great results. So I was like, I better start charging for this. And I was like, if I'm going to start charging for this, well, I need to actually know the education behind it. Right? So for me, it's always education first. Like, know your shit mm-hmm. and then help people out. <clears throat> so I decided to um, uh, look into you know, getting um, a, uh, a gym, uh, started working at a big box gym to really learn, hey, what is it like to be a personal trainer? Mm-hmm. What is it like to be a group instructor? What is it like to be in a gym environment? And can you make money from it? How do you sell personal training to someone? And uh, went to PSC, started doing some stuff there. All of a sudden I had like 15 clients like in like a month and a half, two months. And I was doing it part-time because I was working full-time over at Independence Blue Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, it got hot outside, right? Spring came around, and all my clients were like, hey, what do you want to do? I'm like, ah. I'm like you want to go outside? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, ah, sure, why not? And I was like, all right, let's go to the art museum. Let's get a workout in. And that's how it started. Mm. And it started with my friends, and it started with um, just, you know, dope-ass workouts. Like, absolutely no, no... Uh, restrictions as to how, how hard I made it. You know, mm-hmm. it, was just, it was just kick ass. Like, this is going to be a hard workout. Are you ready for it? Nope. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, people loved it, man. People loved it. We, um, it was fun. We started off just doing it like one time a week. And then people were like, yo, you want to get a workout in? I'm like, I got to work. <laughs> I got work to do. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, two times a week. And then it was like two a days, morning and an evening. And then it became like a thing. And then um, I was like, all right, I need to figure out this is going to be like a legitimate business opportunity because, you know, we got like 60 people who want to work out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I sat down with my family, talked to them about it. And I was like, listen, I got an idea. <clears throat> Most of my ideas start with that conversation. Yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> and uh, here's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think about this? They're like, yeah, They're like, we support you. Go, go kill it. And um, I put together the business plan for it because I didn't want to make a jump out of corporate because I was making good money. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I didn't want to make a jump out of corporate unless I knew I could sustain at least a somewhat decent lifestyle um, financially. Mm-hmm. So I put together the plan and really just kind of built it out, got it vetted out by some trusted individuals who you know, um, were leaders and businesses or had their own businesses and some finance people who saw the numbers, ran the numbers past them and said, yeah, it works. <clears throat> so 
All right. And that was it. And that was it. A bunch of collaborations later. <laughs> uh, we grew and just grew and grew and grew and started having boot camps that had like over 100 people. Um, and then, you know, I started collaborating and bringing people into our experiences um, with other businesses, other trainers. And, you know, that was something that wasn't really being done at that level. And mm-hmm. people were looking at me like, Who, who's this kid? Like, what? <laughs> you know, this black guy doing some stuff, right? Um, but I didn't care. It didn't really matter to me because it wasn't my full-time gig. I just mm-hmm. was out there having fun and, help, and hoping that the experience that I was delivering and that we were delivering together as a community was something that people wanted. And that's all that mattered. Money didn't matter. The time didn't matter. It was mm-hmm. just fun. And we do like happy hours afterwards, so we work out and get drunk. It was dope. <laughs> right, right. So about how long was that, that process from being in the corporate world to slowly moving into the your own leaving the corporate world uh it was about a three-year process um and to kind of give you the timeline so started doing the boot camps in like 20 2014 of april so this is going on five years again it'll be in april right um the first year was just kind of like oh this is cool and then people were like hey we got something we got the itch what are we going to do in the winter cool okay i'll figure it out found a space the year went by people were like all right outdoor season's coming again that's okay let's let's make this better what, can, what else can we do mm-hmm. ran another four year of boot camps um and then the next year i was like oh we got to find a spot right so i took off that that winter and just straight business plan mm-hmm. straight did research and um, looked through real estate connected with a real estate broker to figure out where can I find a space for my, stu- for my first studio because I needed to build something now because people were looking for it. There was no like spaces in Philly that could hold you know, 20, 30 people for a group class the way I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the way, it wasn't out there. <clears throat> or businesses wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do. So I was like, all right, I'll just create it and build it. Um, took about a year and a half from looking at real estate finding locations to find this place. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even pull the trigger on it because I saw this place first. And there was nothing here, man. When I like looking around, <laughs> this is a nice freaking studio, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a nice studio. It's big, it's open, it's spacious. Man, there was nothing here. There was that weird ledge, uh-huh. like concrete, random rubble, and big-ass stone pillars at the bottom of this Acme building, right? And I was like, I see it. But the first time I saw it, I was in love with this other space in Fairmount. And mm. because I live in Fairmount, I was like, all right, it's, it's the spot. Mm-hmm. Money didn't make sense. Numbers didn't make sense. I said, I can't do it. I'm going to put myself in debt that I can't get out of mm-hmm. with a business plan that isn't fully proven yet. So I saw this spot and I saw it. And then I went like Mad Hatter on it and just like basically put in like 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day between work training people in business planning for a good nine to ten months. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I went mad at it on it. <clears throat> and then did the architecture for this place, did the design for this place, did, you know, everything that you see today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also when we opened up and it was like, damn, we're in here. You know what I mean? That's literally how it happened. Uh, it did about, once we opened up, um, when did I leave Comcast? 
three months later, I decided, uh, it was like three or four months later, um, and I had full support with Comcast. Mm-hmm. Like full support, they knew it, I trained a lot of my people that I worked with, they loved what I was doing. And I was kicking ass at work, so I was doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even let me like work out of my studio, knowing I was gonna be transitioning, but knowing they also needed me to do the work mm-hmm. for their business, because no one else had the skill set at the time. Um, and then yeah, left. Comcast left the corporate world, cut the cord. What year? What year was the cord cut? Uh, twenty seventeen, March. So been solo, just fitness life. For uh, and if you all could see the smile on his face as he says that, it's 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 a gift and a curse. You know, it's a shit ton of awesomeness about it. But Mm -hmm. it's being an entrepreneur. um, It's all on you. Yeah, you're always on. There's no one. to fall back on every single mistake even if it's not your mistake is your mistake mm-hmm. because now the brand that you built is no longer in your control so um, but at the same time you get to create with no one telling you what to do mm-hmm. you get to deliver the unique experiences that you see in your mind and you make it a reality same way that you, you have an idea for a photo mm-hmm. or uh, a video or a concept that you want to shoot, yeah, and then you, you get the right pieces, the puzzles together, and you actually make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. That's, if you ask me, that's the, that's the attraction of entrepreneurship and the, the, the thought process that you can do better mm-hmm. and you can help more or make more or streamline things, A, B, C, X, Y, Z. That's the mindset. Yeah. Um, so it's a gift and a curse, without a doubt. Well, you're doing a great job. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I love it. You got me back into moving my body in this way. It's not um, easy. Yeah, and I, I'd love to really quick just tell the, the weird story of how we originally met, just because I leaned out my car window and I was like, hey, yeah. I want to take a picture. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't creepy at all. It was, guys, it was creepy. It probably was super creepy. Um, but you kept showing up in like all of my news feeds everywhere. And then the, the cover of the Philly Current was happening. And I put in to be in the following epi- episode issue of Philly Current, one of my photos are in. So it was like, you kept showing up everywhere and then I'm stuck in traffic and I have such a pet peeve with traffic. Uh, it kills me. And I'm sitting there and you walked in front of my car and I never have business cards ever. And I look down and there's a business card. I'm like, fuck, I guess I need to give this dude my card. And I just leaned out my window and was like, hey man, I want to take a picture. That was, that was it. <laughs> this is, this, and you this looked at like, me like I had 18 heads. I'm like, I know this is crazy, but here, I'll message you. Yeah. So this, from my point of view, so it's like 6.10. I'm going out to my outdoor boot camp. <clears throat> I got this big ass bag of like equipment. And I'm rolling through, when was this? Was this like springtime? It's June, yeah, June-ish. June Early June. Yeah, summer, springtime. I got my glasses on and I'm strolling over there, crossing uh, Ben Franklin Boulevard. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Yo, you, hey. I know you. I want to take your picture. And like, that's, I mean, it's, it's weird, but I, I hear that time to time. just because with the modeling stuff, mm-hmm. my social media. So... Uh, I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, you're a photographer. I'm like, okay, cool. And that was basically, I grabbed the card and kept it moving. 
and I think you hit me up on Instagram where I, I think I followed up or something. One, I think you probably hit me up. I forget. Yeah. But uh, I was like, I'm that weird dude. Yeah, but you. The thing is, the biggest difference is that you followed up, right? Not only did you follow up, text or message, you came to the studio and were like, yo, you know, I'm looking to actually get in shape. Um, well, yeah, I joined that gym. I came from me and talking about taking your picture, and yeah. I ended up joining before. Yeah, now you've been <laughs> now. Now we've got him for like it's been like what eight months? It's a long time. Six months, seven six, months. Six months. It's been great though. I fucking love it. It's good. It's good workouts, man. It's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I and really it's appreciate. Safe. It's safe. It's something you can, you can sustain, um, you know, over time, uh, and it's you know, it's it's go at your own pace, but it's, it crushes you at the same time. It does, and it's also helped my yoga teaching as well mm. because I teach hard shit and it's different but I would take it easy on people so if we're holding our arms up in the air and we're supposed to hold them up for 10 minutes I'll be like alright we'll bring them down now but then after coming here it doesn't matter who's in class it's like this is the workout we're doing and you're gonna do it so I took that and put it into the classes that I teach it's like this is the class I'm teaching and you're going to do the best you can, but I'm not going to hold back from pushing you as hard. Exactly. Um, and it all changed from from the workouts here because I'm like they don't give they they can care less if I rolled in and I'm like yeah I'm not feeling it today. It's yeah. like no, do it. You know, grab the fucking heavy weights. Yeah, pick, pick up some weights <laughs> and push it. You know, if you can't do the heaviest, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Your heavy may be like five pounds. Right. Someone else's heavy may be 50 pounds. That's not the point. The point is you're pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You know what I mean? And like, all we want, even, I mean, you can probably say this too, like, all we want is effort. Mm -hmm. That's it. If you give us effort, if you, if, you, if you show up and you get the right mindset to put in effort and try to get better, I don't care if you do one rep. I don't care if you do one minute. Just work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it, cha it really changes everything else. Like the like, I think that like the whole outside world then changes. Yeah. You know, because when you push yourself in that way, and I've been joking around, I'm like, it's like an hour, forty five minutes, where I don't think about anything besides just staying alive. It's just to stay, <laughs> just keep pushing and stay alive. You know, where I can go to a yoga class and be all zen down, and be like, oh, this is beautiful, but my mind is still going. You know, but here, it literally, it's just like, okay, what is next? How many more times do I have to do this and just stay alive? Yeah. And you know, it's it's super exhilarating and relaxing all at the same time. I love it, it is. And like I think one of the cool things too about some of these workouts, especially like Balboa, oh. is that it's a <laughs> kick-ass workout. But by the time, because of what we do, is very, it's not like super impactful. Mm -hmm. um, by the time you're done with it, even though you're exhausted, you feel refreshed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel like, oh, I can start my day, or oh, I can go home and get a nice nap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's never been anything, if you're listening and you want to come, try it. You should. Because there's never been anything where it's like, oh, I can't do that. Right. You know, like, everything is completely accessible. Yeah. It's totally doable, but it'll kick your ass. Oh, yeah. In the best way. Yeah. So, let's talk about your new space. Wow. Because you're expanding. How did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? A year and a half, two years. Yeah, that's nuts, right? Um, you know, a great opportunity came up. Um, I've always wanted to be in Center City because I've always worked in Center City. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started my business plan, my plan didn't work for Center City because I didn't have the business acumen. I couldn't do it. And I wasn't financially stable enough or 
financially confident enough to go and you know compete in that area even though we had a great brand mm-hmm. right? so business. so where are we going where are you going yeah yeah tell, tell the people we're in Rittenhouse baby Rittenhouse Rittenhouse 19th uh, 19th and Chestnut um, and we got it's gonna be gorgeous and it's like this is a nice studio this place is gonna be gorgeous mm-hmm. and it's 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 also a culmination of my experiences both as an independent trainer Right, like 90% of all the trainers here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and now as a business owner, I've seen both sides. I've made all the mistakes as an independent trainer, and I'm still making mistakes as a business owner, mm-hmm. and that's 100% fine. But now I'm able to really kind of take a, a look back and see what is needed to help continue to build my brand, deliver the experiences for our clients. Number one, uh, then build the brand. Number two, number three create longevity from a, 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 a longevity and financial stability for other trainers mm-hmm. other great independent trainers who see um, the potential the potential to help other people and the potential to create um, just amazing experiences so that's the idea we can do it here in, in, in the brewery town location but to be honest it's brewery town it's not it's not rent house mm-hmm. those clientele demographic is not the same and that's the biggest difference. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm super, super excited about it. We're going to be bringing the same kick-ass workouts you know, from a, a group perspective, bigger collaborations, right? stronger brand affiliation. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of things right now with, with City Hall, and we've been developing that relationship over the last year. That's why you guys have seen us do those free fit academies at City Hall, mm-hmm. something that no one else is doing right now in the middle of the courtyard. Um, and they're committed to us for 2019 already. Right. So Councilwoman Blondo Reynolds Browns wants us to kick off the year with a spring opening for the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, you know that's how we've grown. It's collaboration. We can't get to where you're at today without collaborating and helping each other out. You know, and that's why I think Fit Academy has been so successful because we're not just collaborating with other trainers, collaborating with other businesses. We're collaborating with members, mm-hmm. with clients. Right. And. That's going to be what's going to continue to push us to the forefront as we continue to develop, develop this business. Yeah, and did I see there's going to be like a little co-working space there for the trainers? Yeah, in a sense, you know, a little space where um, people can kind of connect, chill, uh, get ready for the next work uh, workout um, within Fit Academy, of course, mm-hmm. right? And um, train their clients. So it's BYO model for trainers. Um, charge whatever you want. Like if you're a kick-ass trainer or a kick-ass health and wellness person. Right, not just trainers, right? Massage therapists, um, chiropractors. If you're if you're dope at what you do, be dope at what you do and charge what you do. Yeah. Go make your money. Completely unabashedly. Like, if you're great, go be great. There's no limits for you. I mean, granted, it's gonna be you know whatever you pay to be there, but right. Nothing's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Group perspective is separate. That's Fit Academy. Mm-hmm. Personal training still Fit Academy, but you're your own. Go be a gangster. <laughs> Gangsters are invited. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So a- as we wind down, we're, we're approaching the holiday season. Is there anything uh, special going on that people should know about? Yeah, we're doing a bunch of puppy specials. Um, we're free puppy kisses. Uh, come <laughs> along with your membership now. Um, uh, Nova. Anyway, uh, yeah, specials, man, they're going to be going on. we got some things coming up for Black Friday, got some things coming up for Christmas. 
Uh, definitely keep an eye on mine as well as Fit Academy's social media pages. Our newsletter is going to be a big piece of information for you to find out what those specials are. Uh, and, you know, uh, one of the best things you can do from a gift perspective to a loved one is the gift of health and wellness, right? Um, we can all make money doing different things, but you only have one life, you only have one breath, and the best thing you can do is to try to maintain as well as progress that, that life. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, hang out and chat and tell your story. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everything that this space has done for me in the last couple of months. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been good. I uh, hope you got what you wanted. Yeah. Straight and raw from the mouth. Straight and raw. And, um, no, of course, man. I appreciate you, uh, you know, being a part of the family, being a part of, of um, a Fit Academy and, and really seeing the points of it and it's bigger than just a workout mm -hmm. right it's it's uh it's more than that and yeah it's a great community yeah and that's important cool awesome brother thank you oh yeah thank you all for listening i will link all of osai's socials in the show notes follow him come try to work out tell him i sent you be inspired see you next week